motherhood. I mean, the topic of, <laughs> of the millennium. <laughs> yes, right. And I think it's hard to not relate, uh, obviously my mother, but like having young kids and being in this era <laughs> and in this age and coming from a little bit of different backgrounds because yeah. you were homeschooled. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You were a career woman. Yeah. Um, not well, not always. <laughs> not always. You had bouncing in and out. And you know, me trying to do this work from home thing, which we're all doing now. Yeah, yeah we are. <laughs> and still raise kids is yeah. a lot. Yes, yes it, is. it is a lot. And like you were saying, my my generation was kind of caught in the middle. Yeah. Where, you know, I, I when I went to college, it was encouraged then for women to start working outside of the home. Mm -hmm. My mother did not work outside of the home, although she did before I was born. But once I was yeah. born, yeah. that was it. Yeah, they yeah, stayed yeah. home. Most of the women in my mother's generation stayed home and raised children. That uh, was the norm. That right? was the norm. And, and that's kind of how my mom was too, yes. was she worked up until she even after my brother and sister, she worked part-time. Mm -hmm. And there was a time after them, she was home, you know, raising them and, and walked away from the career and then worked in between till she had me. And then she was home, you know, to, to raise the family. But also, I think there was in part in that generation too, they kind of saw how things were going. She raised two very strong women to, to be independent. My mm -hmm. sister and I both to know I'm going to take care of myself kind of thing, even right. though she stayed at home and that was, you know, what she knew she needed to do. And I think as a mom, whether you work or not, you still want to be there for your kids. But it was like right on that cusp of the generation of the ones like our grandparents. Yes. They were home. Yeah. Yeah. I think going back to the point where we were saying there is a gap in the generation because we were forced into dual income households like as a necessity. It, it now takes two incomes to run a family. And even then the median is like barely breaking even. Yeah. So to have the luxury to stay home and yeah. raise kids, I mean, you're doing it full time working with two little kids <laughs> under the age of I, some days I do, some days I don't. I feel like I, I've, I've asked myself that how some days my, my job is what lacks and some days I feel like it's the kids. And that's something actually God brought to me during COVID when everything was shut down and my hours were cut back during that time and I had my daughter outside and we were playing and I felt the Lord speak that you can be there and not be present. And I think that really ministered to me at that time as we are working moms, how do we balance to really be there for our children? Because I, I, in my person, I think it's evil that we've had to step in a way into the workforce because it's taken us out of the home and being present to what really God has given us children to raise, right? Mm -hmm. To raise in the Lord, to train them up in the ways they should go. So there are times that I, I struggle with that. Um, I'd like to quit and be home as we all would. Um, I think balancing it for me is bringing, bringing God into the life of what we're doing that day. You know, like, hey, mommy's got to do her work right now. I'll give you, you know, something to work on right now and, and, and kind of tag team between the two of it. Um, but as I'm going through the day, if something comes up, she's beating up on her brother, like, hey, you know, that's not what God wants us to do. That, you know, God says we need to love one another right. um, and making God more approachable to it, you know, to a child in our everyday life, not putting them up on a pedestal that like we never bring them down and bring them into to what we're doing. It's been as grace I've been able to manage both. But like I said, there are still times that I lack in something. Some days it's my job and some days it's, you know, it's the kids. I love that. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, the children are the greatest demonstration of God's blessing, yeah, right? Absolutely. And they can drive us to the extreme yeah, of insanity. But yeah. when we pause and like remember that and yeah. also like what you said about priorities, because I feel like 
<laughs> I can come up with these grandiose lists of yeah. everything that needs to be done this yeah. week or this day. Yeah. And I don't really pause often and ask Christ like, hey, what are these um, that you would have me do? Yeah. What are, how would you order them? Yeah. And like, what's aligned with my purpose, my destiny that you right. have already perfectly planned out for me? Because exactly. I am guilty of trying to take the wheel, you know, yeah. when like yeah. Jesus is a better driver. <laughs> exactly. yeah. For sure. So, and I think the same thing can like rub off on our kids when they watch us. Like, oh yeah. I have uh, some people in my family that are a little bit addicted to work. And yeah. so, you know, like it's, it's their way though. They don't know any other way. Right? right. And so like as kids, I remember kind of watching that and being like, I guess that's normal, you know, yeah. and, yeah. and that's something that I have to expect. And the priority is the job. And then, you know, the, the yeah. sports activities or the, yeah. those come like later Exactly. and, um, reprioritizing that according to how Christ would have us plan it, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, Usually what I think is right is wrong. That's why <laughs> yeah. we have the word. You That's know? right. And some days it's like the kids are fed. Check. You know, or taken care of. Diaper, check. Diaper, diaper done. I got done for work what needed to be done that day. Check. You know, but it's the moments when your kids are like, mommy, I want to play with you. And, you know, you have to say, well, I have to work. And I explain to her why if I don't work. I can't buy you food. I can't buy you toys. But then prioritizing the time to say, okay, God, when I'm done with this, what can I do maybe for a half hour that day? That means something to her. Absolutely. You know, my daughter's love language, even at four, is time spent. Mm. It is. It's just time spent, you know, coloring, doing whatever it is. And it's making that time to, to do that. And it's quality time. It's quality it's, time. It's not always quantity. I no, can, it's I can not. tell you, I mean, there were times... It was very difficult when my kids were little and I was home sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I was working. There were times I had to work. Yeah. <laughs> and, what, you know, you could be there all day, but really not be present, too. That's right. And yeah. so, you know, it's the quality times. And just don't let the enemy beat you up because he's great at putting false that. guilt. Oh, yeah. You know, we talk about false guilt, true guilt. Yeah. And we're all doing the best we can. Exactly. And I know you girls are doing the best you can with your yeah. children. So yeah. don't. that's where the enemy comes in and tries to put false guilt like you're oh, not yeah. doing enough or you could do this better yeah. you know we do we pray and we want to hear God's voice on what yeah. to do and with yeah. our kids but yeah. you know we do, we're all doing the best we can and that's why you're here today yeah. because you want to encourage other people that are watching um, you know that just to do the best that you can and when you put God first in your life and in your marriage because yeah. it's really, really important I love what you said you know about you know, they see, they see, they see. the interactions yeah. with your husband yeah, and yeah. And actions speak a lot louder than words. They do. Know? Absolutely. And I've been lately with, with my two, cause I have a four year old and a 16 month old and you would think they wouldn't fight, but they fight. And it's like, okay guys, we're done. But it's, they're watching to see how you respond to things too. And God's been really telling me like, okay, yeah, you're working, but you're here. So put me, in the daily life of things that are going on. So when the four-year-old's beating up on miles, to bring that in to say, hey, you know, God says we're to love one another. And how I respond to that situation, I've noticed, makes a big difference because they're watching how you discipline them too. Mm -hmm. And the words that you're speaking. And, you know, as we know, the Bible says, words are powerful. Days I'm like, Miles, would you just stop? You know, because that's how I feel. But then I see her responding in that way. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's our response that, speaks more than anything how how we're addressing them how we're responding to things with our husband to work the words that are coming out of our mouth is really what they're watching mm -hmm. and i think 
as busy as, as we are, if we can always remind ourselves that they're watching us, listening to us, and to be more mindful what's coming out of our mouth. Yeah, it's, well, that's, it, that's more than than anything they're going to get anywhere else. That's right. Absolutely. And well, I come from an Italian family. Yeah. We talk loud, we yeah. use our hands. And yeah. so yelling is like the code. Oh, yeah. And I've had to work on that Same. though, actually, because I realized Me that, too. well, first of all, like it activates like your, your yeah. nervous system. Like yeah, if you're around somebody that's high energy, even if they're excited, you become excited, right? Yeah, it's contagious. Absolutely. If they get angry and they're that type of personality, right? Yeah. Like, and um, so I've noticed that my littlest one, he, well, he's in that mockingbird phase. You have to be <laughs> yes. especially yes. careful the words that you say and because you they repeat them. Do. Yeah. And um, the same thing, like being able to still discipline and be stern, yes. but in a loving way, right? Because yes. how does Christ, like he chastens us, like yes, he, he loves, does. he loves us as his children. Yes. And so we also have to do the same for ours. Yes. But I noticed that when I talk softer yes. and I get down on their level, yes. you know, like bending yes. down because they're little and you look in the yes. eyes, I say, Joey, look eyes. And I say, I love you. Yeah. And I want you to understand this is what you can't do anymore yeah. or whatever. And why? And then you tell them why. And then yeah. why? And then you know, <laughs> and so finally so you just true. want to be like, because I'm your mom. Like yeah, the same that's thing. what you want to say. Yeah. Like God did to Job. He was like, yeah. oh, you were there when I created the universe? Yeah. I didn't think so. Like, yeah. settle, settle down. You know? no, Eventually I get there. But yeah, no. praying for that patience and then the grace, like that God so freely yes. gives us, thank you, Jesus, every day. Amen. And the mercy. Sometimes yes. I have to be like, wow, I'm always asking for it. So I need to be way more Amen. willing to show it yes. in those moments where it's not only the kids too. Let's talk real ladies, husbands, like, yeah, no. you know, okay. siblings, now that we're yeah. adults, like when they test us, yeah. it's sometimes easier to give it right back. Right. Or right. stand up and get defensive instead yeah. of being like, oh, the sacrificial lamb, like he showed me yeah. how to do this. Yeah. And I love this phrase. It's not from the Bible, but the one yelling never has the power. Yeah, that's right. That's helped me in no, some it's true. non, you know, yeah, go yeah. backs with my, with my husband even, right? Cause like Absolutely. his voice will get loud. My voice will get louder. His voice will get louder. Joey's watching. Yeah. And then I'm like, let me take it down, down a little bit. Mm -hmm. yeah. and then it's that I, we did an episode called the subtle power of silence. Yeah. And there is a moment where we have to just, especially with kids, like yeah. <laughs> my kids beat each other up too. Yeah. And it's funny because the, my 18 month old will whoop on the four year old. <laughs> he's getting I'm there. Like, Are you confused? <laughs> yeah. I tell her every day, I'm like, he's coming for you. Just so you know, everything bad you've done for, for to him, it's coming. It's true. But no, what you're saying is exactly in line as we were getting ready for this, the show was one scripture that God really ministered to me was Proverbs 15, four. And it says a soothing tongue is a tree of life, mm. but a perverse tongue, it crushes the spirit. Mm. I thought we don't want to crush our children's spirit or our spouse's spirit. Right. Really anything we say, we don't want to be crushing something. We want it to speak, to speak life, you know? Yeah. And I think like you said, coming down on their level and telling them why they can't do it. I was always, because I said so. And sometimes it is, yeah. but sometimes it's, you know, because do you want your brother smacking you in the head? No, <laughs> but that's that's scriptural too. I was know? gonna say, I love that you use that as an opportunity to then instill yeah. something scriptural. Yeah. Like we've, like you said, the Lord said, you know, you are here. Yeah. And so you have this opportunity yeah. to bring him yeah. from the throne, you know, yeah. to be more approachable Yeah, exactly. because they are taught it in, in Bible school. Thank God, you know, yeah. we do Amen. bring them. Yeah. But I think it's really amazing to have that as the way that when they remember you from, 
the beginning. Yeah. You know, yeah. as adults, they'll be like, well, my mom used to teach me not, teach me not to hit with Bible verses. My mom used yeah. to teach me to eat my peas with Bible verses. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. what word is greater than yeah. his, you right. know? Well, and I think if it's imparted into a child when they're young, they're going to grow and they're going to walk in that, you know, because they're going to grow up. They're going to have head knowledge of the word of God. Yeah. But if they don't know how to walk in power, then what's the point? But the you seeds know? are there. But the yeah. seeds are still that's there. Right. And that's God's promise. Yes, that is his is. promise to us. Amen. You know, that if you train up a child and we should, you know, they should go even when they're old, they're not going to depart from that. And I think we take that because our children are not our own. So their path of life, God has a plan for them. They may weigh and go sideways. Who knows? But it's still a promise of what the word of God says, that they will serve him Amen. no matter when that when that is. And I pray that they serve him all the time and everything's good. But no matter what, that's a promise that we have from God to, to keep and hang on to. Amen. And the power of a praying mom, like, and the faith, you know, Amen. and that hope, yeah. like you said. I mean, I am not um, shy about talking about my testimony and how I definitely walked away, like, yeah. rebelling, you know. Yeah. Um, and there was a whole seasons of repentance and all that sure, after I yeah. came back. Thank God. But I always said that. I always said I was raised right. Amen. I know my moral like yeah. value, my, my moral worth. I know what I'm supposed to do. I knew the difference between right and wrong because right. we are living in an age where I think you can agree yeah. that they are calling evil good, good, good evil. evil. And right. if we don't get bold and we don't Amen. bring the word of God into the house and Amen. and be you know unafraid to That's call right. something and yeah. unapologetic to call yeah. something that goes against the word of God. Yeah bad, yeah. then our kids, especially now, are going to find every other resource that reaffirms the opposite. That's right. Mm -hmm. And there yeah. are leaders, you know, yeah. teachers, yes. <laughs> celebrities, just anywhere and everywhere, social yeah. media, yeah. where they can go to find the the lies, the deception. Right. It's in the cartoons right. too. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. don't I'm even sorry. get me started I, on Disney. Yeah. Oh, wow. I had a recent experience with Ava. She was, I won't name the show, but it was a very innocent show that you know, she was allowed to watch. And before I could even get the remote, because I saw what was coming, her big ears and big eyes said, mommy, why does she have two mommies? And I sat there because it was a moment I knew it would come, but I didn't think it was going to be my four-year-old. Right. Shouldn't Already. be conversations we have to have. And I, I looked at my husband and I said, God, what do I say? And I'm hijacking Pastor Frank's sermon on Sunday that we got to teach fire and brimstone. There, either, either the Bible, if there's no gray, it's black and white, that's it. So either God says this is the truth or it's not. And I said, well, honey, I said, some people don't listen to Jesus. They don't follow his word. I said, God designed a family to be a mommy and a daddy. I said, and some people don't listen to that, though, and they do what's wrong and they go the ways of the devil. And they have two mommies and two daddies. I said, but that's not right. And I said, if they don't repent, and I, I almost didn't add this, but I thought, God, no, we need to tell them. I said, if they don't repent and come to the Lord, they're not going to go to heaven. They're, they're going to go to hell. I said, because it's wrong. Jesus says it's wrong and it's a sin. And she sat there and thought about it. And she's like, that's wrong. I don't like it. It should be a mommy and a daddy. And I hated to have that conversation with her. And I told my husband, well, Rob, told Rob that later. I said, I never wanted to talk to her about this stuff. This job. Especially four years old. Four years old. Oh my and gosh. he said, I know. He's like, but he said something so simple, so profound. He said, we cannot keep our kids from seeing it but we can tell them the truth and we have to tell them it's wrong. And when he said that, it hit me that we're not living where it was even when you and I were growing up where it wasn't out there. It's everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's on every commercial. It's at the mall. It's 
it's broadcasted everywhere. Our kids are going to see it. They're going to see it. It is. And the thing is, your son, my grandson, we have 10 grandkids, was telling me the actual percentage, and I'm so glad that he's aware of the percentages. It's very small. It is. The actual percentage of people that practice yeah. A homosexual lifestyle yeah. is very small, but they have a big voice they do. and they make everyone else feel like they're wrong. They're bad if they say anything against that. That's right. But in all reality, the percentage is very, very small of how many of they're actually practicing that. Yeah. But they, it's, it's gotten to the point where, you know, Christians and yeah. other people who feel differently yeah. are afraid to say anything because if they do, then, yeah. then they attack us. I know you've been attacked yeah. on social media oh, for yeah. things. <laughs> oh my God. A scripture that God put on my heart recently is in Deuteronomy. It's uh, six through, through eight. It says, these commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts and press them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. This really spoke to me in the season that I'm in with kids and working and going through life and feeling like there's so much always going around that we don't sit down sometimes to take the time to talk about God sometimes the way that we should. But really, it's it's living it. It's every day. It's when we get up, when we pray for our food, when we thank the Lord to bless our food and for the food that He's given us. It's in the moments of teaching my children when they're beating up on each other that that's, that's not how God wants us to treat each other. He says to love one another and, and to treat others as you want to be treated. And to bring Him into a real way that it's not just Sundays, it's not church, it's living it. It, it's it's breathing it. It's it's bringing him into what you're going through when I'm struggling, and I tell my daughter, "Hey, I'm having a bad day today," and I and I tell her, "I'm asking Jesus to help me." Or a couple of weeks ago, her brother cut her cut his finger, and I saw her sit there and close her eyes, and I asked her if she was praying for him, and she said, "Why well, don't know?" And kind of you know brushed around, didn't want to talk about it, a little bit embarrassed, and I said, "Do you want to pray for your brother that the bleeding's going to stop and he's going to be okay?" And she said, "Yes." We took that moment and we prayed for, for Miles and, and we, we rebuked that bleeding and that his, his finger was going to heal up and be okay. So it's the moments that we have each day that sometimes seem so trivial, but it's real life that Jesus wants to be, in, to be in our lives. He wants to be in our family, not just someone we talk about, but someone that we bring in and ask for his help because we all know without God, we're not getting very far. <laughs> the stress of this life, we're not, we're not getting too far. In, and tomorrow and to next week, it'll and sometimes for that day. So just an encouragement that whatever you're, you're living in today and whatever your, not, I don't want to say issues, but whatever your hard moment is that day, that, that God just speak to you and be there, that, that you know you can reach out to Him and, and teach your children to be able to call on the name of the Lord and that He will be there for them always.